Everybody, welcome back to Rockstar Branding Podcast, episode 91. We're your three co-hosts, Michael, Brian, and Ron. How are you guys doing? Hello. Doing fantastic. Good. So last week, Ron kind of touched a little bit on uh, the concept of rock stars, people be- wanting to become rock stars. And, and it kind of hit me in that a few weeks ago, there was a round of press, not about some music, but about a musician, Gene Simmons, who came out and said, rock is dead. And basically, technology is greatly responsible for the death of rock because everybody was stealing all this music. And from 64 to 82, you know, you have all these great artists that became great rock stars, the Zeppelins of the world, the Kisses of the world, the you name it of the world. And then from like 82 onward, He's like, name me any great, legendary, classic rock star. You know, and that was sort of his, his point was that it, there there aren't any. And, 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 and I won't argue that. I mean, it, it's really kind of a head-scratcher to sit here and go, are there really some legendary, classic rock stars of modern time? Not like we had back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. But I contend that it wasn't technology. It was record labels who stopped developing artists and nurturing artists for the future and just got into the quick, let's duplicate Warrant and make Warrant version 2, 3, 4, and 5 until that wears out. Let's make Nirvana version 2, 3, 4, and 5 until that wears out. Back in the 60s, 70s, artists were developed for long-term careers. They were given the chance to grow and become something, now you don't have that chance. If you don't have your first single going huge by two days after it's released, you're basically shelved, and they're on to the next thing they can churn out of the machine. I mean, is that... What do you guys think? Is is rock dead? Uh, I would say rock isn't dead, but rock, uh, rock stars are dead. I think... Um, I don't think we'll ever be able to have a mainstream mass appealed rock star to the extent of Kurt Cobain. I mean, I'd be surprised if we have a repeat of of something like that. But then again, Kurt Cobain was a surprise. I mean, he blew people away. He, yeah, he came, came out, out of, of nowhere. nowhere. Even though he was a part of the major label machine, that was their first major label album. But by no means were they a product of major label de- development they went against they were a roll of the dice i have a very interesting inside story about that i remember sitting down with geffen or ddc at the time and it was us this is what they said yeah we're bringing you off of geffen and putting you on this new boutique label that david wants to 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 start up for emerging artists and it's going to be you this band nelson and this little college indie band that probably won't sell more than thirty thousand records named nirvana and that right there shows you the narrow-minded, closed-minded, completely non-visionary entity that is supposed to be the entity that sees this. Right. The taste. They're supposed to be the tastemakers. Exactly. They're supposed to. They're an artist in repertoire. They're supposed to be discovering, seeing the potential, developing it, investing in it, and bringing it to light. And letting it out there to the people and then giving, supplying the demand that they've created which is what a record distributor is supposed to do. And 
you know, the interesting thing is, is that there will always be an Elvis. There'll always be a Kurt Cobain. There'll always be these people that come up and they become rock stars. Is there the mega business that they used to be in rock and roll? Probably not because there's so many other, there's more tech, tech stars or rock stars. Now. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah. Mark Zuckerberg's, the Elon Musk's, the, these are the rock stars of our day. These are the quirky guys that come out of nowhere and that nobody can understand how their brain works, that they create something that's so powerful and that impacts their lives. And they're the new rock stars because, you know, quite honestly, that's like saying this incredible kazoo player. It, it's like music just doesn't have, it doesn't take the place of what it gives to the masses as an outlet and as a voice and as something that gives them a sense of connection because now you have technology that can do that in a Facebook, in a Twitter, in my own blog, in my YouTube channel, any of those things. And so the, 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 the place that rock and roll used to perform for people in the way that, you know, when they invented a washing machine, you know, or something like that. But it, it still speaks to people just as powerfully, but not as much on a massive scale. Right. And, you know, we're, we're sort of looking back at all of this just sounds like pining for the great old days still. And so, you know, to talk about is rock dead or are rock stars dead? It's like, no, man, now you've got to be so unique and so individualistic and so creative outside of the record company model. Because it, it, it's, I know from my own experience, when I finally got a record deal was when I finally looked in the mirror and said, okay, you ride a Harley, you don't look good in spandex, you don't look good in women's makeup and teasing up your hair and that's where people are getting record do, companies do, do, do we have picture do we have pictures of you ever trying that though no <laughs> no i i burned them i guess uh. i found four of the guys that just came up on them. and we just said let's just play good old straight ahead rock and roll let's learn how to write a great song let's go back to the great roots of rock and roll that we, oh, we don't hear from any of these bands everyone's trying to emulate eddie van halen rather than trying to find out what eddie van halen listened to to inspire him enough to learn how to take an instrument that a million people have played and do something new and different with it yeah. and we got looked at as being the freaks because we weren't doing what everybody else was doing. And lo and behold, that's when all of a sudden the Jimmy Ivins and all these people started offering us a record deal. And it told us that when you're true, honest, sincere, do what you do honestly. If it's got its own uniqueness, people will gravitate to it who find that sort of thing entertaining and understand its value. And I, I think um, something that people never talk about is the fact that, you know, compared to 1980, there's 2 billion more people on the planet today. There's a lot more competition for the arts and for music. And again, going back to our last podcast, when I was talking about how everything is so splintered, it's like, I have my rock stars, but my rock stars aren't your rock stars. And to some people, Michael is a rock star and he's a guy with a, podcast for kiss it's like some people it's like our definition of rock star has, has really changed 
And um, I just, I think it's going to be really hard to replicate that traditional sense of, uh, you know, like a Dave Grohl. I think he's one of the last kind of most recent rock stars that's still out there. You know, as, as, as you guys were talking about the, the tech people becoming rock stars, I was thinking that what what's the difference between the tech star and the old school rock star? And the new and even what's missing in new school rock stars. Rock stars used to create something that touched our lives, that connected with us, that really moved us, that motivated us. And as we talked about in last week's episode, that's really not happening anymore. You know, music now is being is all about the business. It it's yeah. it's it the music is secondary, it's not important, it's the headline I can grab with what I'm doing. So they're no longer coming out and connecting with us. Yet these tech stars are creating these apps, these websites, these gadgets that are touching our lives, that are connecting with us, that are motivating us, that are allowing us to be creative. They're actually doing the things that rock stars used to do. It's just they're not doing it with music. They're doing it with technology. Well, another thing to add to that is that, you know, why these another reason why these tech people are are the new rock stars of today is because we spend so much time with the thing that they created it used to be an album it's now an well, iphone yeah because i mean why uh, you know the pink floyds and the led zeppelins and all that were one of the reasons why they were huge stars is because you're right they meant so much to us well why because I would go into my bedroom and listen to them for four hours, seven days a week, every single night. I would just listen over and over and over and over. And unfortunately, I think because of uh, the amount of choices out there, we aren't spending as much of time with each of our favorite artists because there's so much out there. And uh, that paralysis of choice, I don't think we're listening to our favorite artists three hours a day like we used to. Um, and because we're touching them less, they don't seem to mean as much, even though the songs might still touch us. But, we're but, not but, spending you know, as much the, time the, the with The songs them. might be great and might be able to touch us, but again, as we talked about last week, they're not telling us about their songs anymore. They're telling us about how they're pissed off at the distribution and how they aren't making money anymore. They're mm -hmm. not sitting down and talking about how beautiful and how inspiring it was to write this song and what caused them to have the emotions to write that song. They're they're pissed off because they're they're only making sixty thousand dollars a week off of Spotify now. It's it's you know, and, and us as a fan we're just like, That doesn't touch me. Yeah. Don't cry to me that you're not making enough money off of your distribution networks is you're make you you wake up in the morning and you make more money than i make in an entire year yeah but it's you know and even that's also sort of an insider view of it you know i mean people who are out there you know from 16 to 38 or whatever it is you know for me when i was a kid as you're going through learning about love and lust and mind-altering consciousness ex consciousness expansion uh politics social issues there was three nightly news stations and there was rock and roll and yeah you know so now a kid turns on this magic box and he can 
blog or go to a website that's talking about breakups or sex or where they used to hear about it from Robert Plant singing a whole lot of love and the 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 mission, the purpose, the voice, the medium that music used to provide for people, they now have a multitude of options that come through in a technology format. And so that's why the new rock stars are guys that can you can send a picture of your you know of your ass and it goes off your phone in 20 seconds and kids go now that's you know that's the thing they hide from their parents rather than a black sabbath record yeah <laughs> you know and and they can connect to the other people and so the fact is is that music still has that ability but unless it's so incredibly unique powerful that touches somebody in a, in a sense of vision, visually, orally, lyrically, and the personality that delivers it, the fact of the matter is, is still the Adele's that will go out and sell 10 million records where even your Beyonce's can't break a million. And that still shows you that, in essence, the ability of music to provide a function in people's lives that will supersede anything they might get in an application is still so primal mm -hmm. and it's still so alive, but it comes down to not the, the, and the difficult part is, is not that the technology is killing the monetization of it because someone like an Adele or a Kurt Cobain is going to be making their music, whether they're making money doing it or not. And Absolutely. it comes through in the music. It's there. It is just an essential part of them, and they encapsulate the power of it so powerfully that it, it comes through and moves people. And so how do we find these people, and how do we connect to these people? And the problem is, is that everyone is still trying to figure out how to do that in an old model, when in essence, somebody from a larger visionary standpoint in the way that record companies were supposed to be the clever ones that knew how to take the magic that they found on the street and bring it to a mass number of people someone is going to be the rock star the next bill graham the next jimmy ivy the next clive davis in the technology world and they're going to be able to figure out a way to create a portal that becomes a trusted icon for people to come and they're going to create something where it's not in the transfer of the music that creates the monetization it's the association with the branding of this person and other like-minded people that are selected through whatever issue and right now it's diffuse it's in youtube and spotify and everything else and the monetization that's going to go to the artist to enable them to nurture them and continue to what they do and all the other money associated with it that brings other people in because they see that there's something magical happening. It's going to get back to the sponsorships of the they do this, they wear this, they eat this, they follow this, they watch this on TV. That gets the other people that are looking to this powerful vision that they believe in so much that they want to identify with them. And it's going to take more than the music. It's going to be that you buy into these people because they're now, it's not bullshit anymore. What they think socially, what they think about politics, what they think about food, what they think about, about humanity. And they start to use the ability of technology to get even more 
ingrained with their viewer. And not just as we've talked about in other episodes where they go, buy the new record this week. Make me want to buy the record this week. Who are you? Your music is magic to me. What makes you tick? What makes you think? What makes you feel I want to know about? And I want to follow that stuff. In the way that it works in the fashion world, when Paris Hilton wears a dress from Kitson here in LA, and all of a sudden they have the huge store opening more outlets, someone is going to eventually figure out how to take the rock star, the artist, and the new technology and find this new way of making it all work and quit going back and going, well, I was a boy. We used to walk to the store. And yeah. I mean, come on. You I know what I hear that, Grandpa? You know what I think? It's uh, I couldn't agree more. And and I I always think in the back of my mind, you know the the one artist non-musical artist who seems to have broken down all the barriers more than since Warhol, Banksy. Do you think Banksy complains about not being able to monetize? We don't even know who the fuck this guy is. Well, they found out a couple of weeks ago. Oh, they, they did? Yeah, in England, they busted him. Oh. And they outed him. And they outed him. Anyway. My point yeah. is, is that do you think Banksy complains about not being able to monetize? Meanwhile, his whole his whole thing is doing free art. Yet, you, you know, it's real art is done for the sake of creating art. It's not to chase the dollar. And you know, I understand that you know there needs to be, you know, people need to live and and whatnot. But uh, it's. Uh, well, like I saw Russell Brand on TV this morning. The guy's a rock star. He's a comedian. He's a social commentary. He yeah. comment comments on spirituality, on humanity. He's an incredible intellect. He's a lunatic. He's gone through. He is a rock star. And there's really, he's branched out way more than yeah. just a guy who does stand up or who acts in a movie because there's something so magnetic about it, about him, that he gets on TV news shows, I've seen him, because his commentary is articulate enough to actually be pundits will sit around and discuss his takes, yeah. and he mixes it with humor, and he mixes it with shock, and he, and so it's, you, it's capable, you can do that with your music, if your personality, your thoughts, your art, and everything is strong enough, it will rise above it. I'm sorry if you just can't fart in front of a high-dollar microphone and, and put it on your website and go, why ain't nobody buying it? Now, is there anybody that's come close recently? Is there anybody that's in your, coming in, in, close? In, in your eyes, Ron. Oh, lately, to, as far as like doing big numbers or making a big statement? No, like, like making um, that, that cultural leap <clears throat> to actually really mean something. Beyond sales, but actually means something to to a larger segment of of society. In um, music, in the, rock, music, particularly. I think the, the last one would be. It's funny because there's a big difference. Is there's, there's the Lady Gaga's and the Miley Cyrus's. Now, Lady Gaga, though, their music doesn't really do anything, and I think she's way over the top. She took this Warhol esque aspect thing and became very much. She's got a message for the disenfranchised. She knows how to get herself in front of media. Where Miley Cyrus is just, maybe if I blow an inflatable doll, I'll get back in the 24-hour cycle. And it's so contrived and pathetic. Yeah. Um, 
but no, from from a musical standpoint, of really something that's that's really kind of transcends any of all of that, and is also powerful enough music that isn't about promo and hype and branding. No, waiting for a new one, but that yeah. doesn't mean that there's not people that I put on and listen to, and it might be only a couple of tracks at a time. I, I'm just as guilty of I won't buy a whole album. I'll listen to 30-second snippets of it in iTunes. And then as I get – actually, for me, this is a so under-the-radar thing. There's this artist, The White Buffalo, that I've been listening to this album, and I cannot stop playing it. It's, it the album was the one that was released previous to this one, How the um, Once Upon a – time in the old west or but i can't forget the exact title of the album because it's different than any of the tracks but the production on it the honesty the lyrical contact the changes the talent just just and it's it's sort of alt country-esque but it is so honest and so unique and powerful but not on a mass scale but it's still yeah. what I get when I listen to it is a connection to it in the way that when I heard my first Bad Company record or my first Zeppelin record or uh, Vintage Troubles, another thing I listen to. But that's kind of selfish because I just love the singer so much um, and, and what he does as an artist. But no, there's really nothing that I can – and sometimes I have to be honest because I know too much and I'm cynical and jaded and I look at things kind of like the way these other people do going, well, I don't see it turning real numbers, you know, like as if – I have too much information and I have to do the same thing when I make my own music is to make sure I don't get into the molecules, you know, because – too many people get caught up when they're making music in in the molecules, you know, the effects and the mix and the reverb and the Rolling Stones would just roll off and go into a room and the tambourine was out of time and everything else and they threw it out there and it was a magical moment in time. Yeah. And that's a whole other discussion of how technology is kind of ruining the intimacy of music now. Oh, man, because there are no more moments in time no, captured. No, no more honest moments, man. It's, they're it's gone. They're gone. People are, are getting so hyped out about trying to make a sonically powerful piece of music that they forget that the power is in the performance. It's not in the production. Well, you know what? Let's let's save that. That can be next week's topic. Let's do it. Cool. Let's do that. Let's do okay. that. So, good stuff, yeah, you guys. Good stuff. We'll see you again another one. Week. We'll see you next week. Cheers.